You are tuned in to Kids in the Pit. Hey guys, it's Gabe from the Kids in the Pit podcast. Today I'm joined by Bobo from Avail. Let's do this. Let's hey, do Bo, this. I'm... Hey Bo, I'm Gabe. Mind if I ask you some questions today? Mm, sure. So, what do you do in the band of ill? Uh, my official title, or what do I actually do? And uh, yeah, what do you do in Vail? So, uh, well, my official title is cheerleader. Um, and back when we first started, I did a lot more stuff. Like I was the tour manager, and I took care of all the stuff that happens when bands go on the road. Um, I also jump around a lot and spit and bleed. I've been known to get naked. You know, just a general buffoon. Sounds like a buffoon. So yeah. what made you guys decide to have a cheerleader? That's not very common. No. So the way that it works is that um, me and Tim have known each other, me and the singer, Tim Barry, have known each other since kindergarten. Like we've known each other our entire lives. Oh. Um, back in the day, before he started singing, he played the drums. And I would kind of sit off to the side of the drums and make sure if anything happened, like a mic stand fell over or, you know, like something happened, anything, something came unplugged, I would like run or scurry and fix it. Um, and then I would just do like little silly good hand signs, do my own little stupid dances while we were playing. And then when Tim started singing, I just started moving up. So I became more in the forefront. And then it just kind of got worse. Like now I sing and I have parts that are mine and it was it wasn't a conscious effort to do anything like there was nobody that we looked at and said oh that's cool we should do that it was just kind of happened oh so um i saw uh tim barry's like solo project on tour with hot water music mm-hmm. um so does that mean he plays guitar sings and plays the drums uh he's actually super super talented he can play the drums really well he actually played the drums on eric larson's solo record Last solo record, I think. Uh, that, Eric Larson is our drummer. Um, he's played bass in the Young Pioneers. Uh, he played guitar. He plays the drums. I don't know if he plays any other instruments, but his whole family is like that. Like his sister, Caitlin, will play with him. And she plays the violin. And then her brother like writes like classical music stuff. Like He's really, really, really good. They're yeah, always like- if he had like six arms, he could be uh, make a band with himself in it. Yeah, and then I wouldn't have to do anything, and I would still get paid for it. Perfect. So, how long has Avail been a band? Uh, so it was Avail was a band before we moved to Richmond. That we moved to Richmond in like eighty nine, ninety. Um, but none of those people, except for uh, Joe Banks, kind of went with us. Uh, Tim was kind of in the band at that point. I was in the band at that point. So we we don't really say that we did anything until like 1990 because that's when we started like putting out seven inches and going not tour but like playing other places like playing Florida and playing Louisville Kentucky and just like places like that like those the southeast kind of like that's where we cut our teeth so that was like the early 90s. That's cool. I'll see you guys at Furnace Fest and the Fest in Gainesville this fall. So yeah. for that for those not familiar with the Vale. What song should they check out? Um, so I guess I don't have any idea. Um, usually people pick up Sidewalk first because it was on like a Tony Hawk pro skater like 
two or some shit like that. Oh, like a long time ago. Um, okay. And then Scuffle Town and uh, Southbound 95 are pretty much the ones that we play and people kind of lose their shit about. Oh, so what is your favorite place you've toured in and why? Oof. So there's lots of different places. Um, so obviously I love touring in the Southeast uh, because that's kind of like where we're from and you know, uh, where we cut our teeth. Um, the Northeast is a lot of fun because we have a lot of friends there. We started touring uh, with these lists back in the day where you would get a phone list and we got it from the band Born Against and we got it from the band Rorschach. So we became friends with, friends with a lot of those guys. Um, then again, I like places like Louisville and Indiana and Dayton and places like that that have always been super neat and a lot of bands didn't go to back in the day. Um, but I guess right now, one of my favorite places to tour, and we haven't toured there in probably 15 years, would be in Europe. Um, I really like European football. So I, when we're not playing shows, I'll go to the stadiums and check the stadiums out and stuff. And I have family that lives in England, so I get to see family too. That's cool. Yeah. So by European football, do you mean what we call soccer? Correct. Yes, that's that's uh, both of my kids are named after players. Like I'm psychotic about it. Like, uh, yeah, that's what I enjoy. Well, technically you live in Costa Rica, so not what we call it, what I call it. Well, so if, without sounding like a jerk, <laughs> the entire world calls it football, except for the United States. Oh, yeah. Because so, the United States has American football. Yeah. So how old are your kids? So my son is 14 and my daughter is 11 and they were both at the show. Uh, uh, I don't know if you saw like off to like my side of the stage, there was a bunch of kids. That's all like the band's kids and like nieces and nephews. It was pretty neat actually to have like, you know, little younger people like you at shows now. It's a lot, it's cooler now. Yeah, they're cool. What was your first concert and how old were you? (laughs) My first concert was 19... 85 um i was 14 years old and i went to see a band called coc oh that's the Um, year my dad was born yeah well i was 14 years old and going to shows (laughs) i'm I'm old um they were the scariest band that i had ever seen like at that point i had only seen like punk rock bands on their records and like on flyers and stuff like that and it was the scariest thing i had ever been to I went to in Washington, D.C., and it was really, really violent back in the 80s. And uh, I went with my girlfriend at the time and her older brother and her older. We were getting ready to go in and my girlfriend, I didn't drink at the time. And my girlfriend was drinking, even though she was underage, and they caught her and they kicked her out. So my girlfriend sat in the car. Then I went with her older brother. He like boosted me up on stage so I could do a stage dive. And my head ripped, hit the kick drum and ripped it a little bit and I was terrified and I looked up and it was Mike Dean the bass player and he had like crazy gnarly dreads and he was probably only a couple years older than I am but he just looked so scary and I remember looking at him and he just kind of looked down at me and kind of went meh and so then I jumped off stage and that was my first stage dive and I was like I don't want to do that anymore that's scary and then look at me now (laughs) don't boink your head on the kick drum especially during COC (laughs) 
Um, Hatebreed is probably the scariest show I've seen, but luckily I've been on stage because it was This Is Hardcore Fest and my mom signed the, the thing. passes things, so we were able to stand on stage. Yeah, I've seen some scary bands since, and they're much scarier and uh, much more violent shows than that show was itself. And, you know, I'm not supposed to say it, but I really enjoyed looking at the watching those shows. I don't ever want to play those shows, but having seen playing with bands or seeing crazy shows like that is a lot of fun to me. Like if it's not something that people just kind of come out and play their music and they don't, they're not, it's nothing fun, right? If it's, it's gotta be fun to watch. And like, if whatever the crowd's doing, that's kind of part of punk rock, right? Like it's not just the bands, it's everybody that's there. Yeah. Uh, I want to stage dive at Furnace Fest. Yeah, I probably will. (laughs) My, my wife said I couldn't jump off of the stage this time because it was too far away. <laughs> I haven't staged I've yet. I've only crowd surfed like four times, maybe five times around that. Um. So what is a band you suggest other people play, go see live? Live bands right now? Man, honestly, I don't know as many bands as I used to. And like a lot of the bands that I know that were everybody knows like i would say go see american nightmare but everybody go see american nightmare i mean hot water puts on a great show uh, the bouncing souls put on a great show um let's see i mean i did really like terminal bliss that was that first band that played at, at the over the james fest and they were really really cool um i started getting into this band get in i think get in get out get in yeah get in they seem pretty neat but i don't know Go, just go to any shows, really. Hot Water Music is my favorite uh, band. I saw them six times this year, and also nice. six times at all. Nice. I don't know why I held up a five. Because you're really good at counting, because this it's only the third time you said it. Yeah, I'm all very good at counting, <laughs> saying I I held up a five when six. No, it's you six. You don't have to be. That's One, another- two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, totally. And then, you know. That's all you need. Yeah. So where did you grow up and where do you live now? So I grew up in a really small town in Northern Virginia. Actually, all of Avail uh, grew up in the same town, a place called Reston. Um, and we all hated it. And so when we were old enough to leave, we all left. And then we moved to Richmond, Virginia, uh, where I spent 30 years there um, touring and ha- having like running businesses and just kind of, you know, just being a regular everyday guy and then about a year ago uh we said screw it and left and just moved to costa rica uh my mom and dad live here and then my grandfather is from here so we needed it was time for us to have a change and every now and then you need a crazy change and that was a crazy change that's cool well how long have you lived in costa rica about a year about a year so yeah, so like, uh, and it's really cool because the principal of my kid's school, she put out this record label like back in the '90s called Smorgasbord Records, and it was all these crazy straight edge bands. And oh. so like, in my kid's school, and I go skate with the vice principal. There's a skateboard ramp, there's a bowl, and you can go skate at school, and that's a class. What? Costa- yeah, Costa Rica is awesome. <laughs> I'm moving to Costa Rica. <laughs> what of his- I'm moving to Costa Rica now. 
and one I'm in school. One of my my son's class, the last class of the day, is skateboarding. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. So, what do you do for a living? Uh, I own a bar, I own a restaurant. So, oh. when I was uh, when we were young, like that was the only real jobs that you could get and still tour, right? Like you would, you could still be a dishwasher and leave for six months and then come back. And if you're, they were cool, you could get your job back. If not, you just went, got another job at another restaurant. And so that's all I've ever done. I worked at a tattoo industry, in the tattoo industry for a long time. But so, yeah, I know how to do it. That's the only thing I really know how to do besides jump around and scream in microphones. Oh, yeah. And also, I'll use a microphone stand as a guitar. That, um, yes, I'm really good at balancing. And I'll tell you the funniest thing, because whenever I turn the, Mike stand up. I always think of the band the Ramones. You, you know the Ramones, yeah. Uh yeah, of course. So, uh, I was on Lollapalooza tour a, a million years ago, and the Ramones were on the tour, and uh, Joey would flip his mic stand up and he'd point to the crowd, and he'd either do this or he'd do this, and I thought it was super super cool. I was like, man, that's cool looking. And then they got my friends and Rancid were like, you know what he's doing? He's telling them to turn the monitors up turn the monitors down and it became a little less cool oh wait um you know rancid yeah oh that's cool um so at your shows uh, at avail shows you, you guys sh you shoot people with water guns all the time so do you just have an arsenal of water guns or something yes water guns foam fingers um i used to have that one thing that you would uh put to a faucet and it would be like 50 or 60 water balloons and oh. I would do that and throw water balloons at people because I think That's it's funny. funny yeah because I mean what isn't it's fun it's water balloons right it's not like yeah. hurting anything but it also it was because we would play these really 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 tiny places and they would be so hot that it just made sense to, to square people with water okay uh did you see my tiny gong oh yeah yeah, that was cool, huh? I was stoked on that. That was fun. Now on to some non-music related questions. If okay. you had a superpower, what would it be? Oh, see, I've talked about this before. And it, I don't know if it's the best way to say for Kids in the Pit podcast. But I reckon if I had to have a superpower, I don't know what it would be. Water gun man? I guess... But it wouldn't be because I do this a lot and I'd end up shooting people all the time. Maybe that would be a cool shooter powder, right? If I could just pretend to squirt people. <laughs> that would be a good one. Yeah. Or you could shoot water out of your fingertips. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like that. That's how I shoot people now. And then I wouldn't have to worry about carrying stuff. It'd be cool. They'd be like, how? You just go. These things. Yep. They're dangerous weapons. <laughs> so what's your favorite food? um right now i like rice and beans and chicken but if i had to have one thing for the rest of my life which is very very funny um because i'm lactose intolerant is macaroni and cheese i love macaroni and cheese so good so good even like the crappy stuff versus like like the homemade stuff it's all good everything in between all yeah. So and then you can do stuff and put beans in it. You can do dumb stuff like put uh, hot dogs in it and chicken and stuff. Oh, God, it's so good. That could be good. Yeah. So do you think pineapple uh, belongs on pizza? Um, I don't really care. 
my wife likes it and my son thinks it's stupid and I don't have an opinion on it. Because <laughs> yeah. um, Is water wet? What? Do you think water is wet? This is a joke. Why did you get so close when you asked me that one? I don't know. I just did. Yeah, I think water's wet. I think it makes stuff wet. Oh, you jerk. Yeah, you're right. Or well, it makes stuff wet. I'm not sure. All right, I'll go scientist for this. Well, I'm definitely not a scientist. Yeah. <laughs> so how long would you survive in a zombie apocalypse? A long time. Oh. Number one, um, there's not a lot of people here in Cost in this part of Costa Rica. So there will only be but so many zombies. And I have uh fifteen foot walls around my house to keep out monkeys and pumas and stuff like that. Okay. So I'll probably keep the, the zombies out for a little bit longer too are there just monkeys running around in costa rica yeah absolutely every day there's monkeys that come like so when i look out the window because my bedroom window is right there and when i look out the window almost every day there's monkeys howler monkeys too mom could we move to costa rica please <laughs> monkey so every day i see monkeys i see iguanas like big iguanas like three feet long iguanas uh oh. There's tons of like macaws, like parrots and stuff like that that fly overhead all the time. Cool. Uh, the weird one is there's tons of vultures that are here, which is really weird. But yeah, there's tons of animals here all the time. I totally dig it. Uh, have you ever played in Costa Rica? No, we uh, we we tried to, or we had talked about it, uh, like right before the that long eleven year break of not playing, but then it just never came to fruition, and now. It, it's too hard because, I mean, it costs so much money for the rest of the guys to get there. True. To get here. So. So if you could tell your 10-year-old self anything at all, what would you tell him? Oy. I don't know. I don't know. It's weird because, like, a lot of people, when they when you ask that question, they kind of look back and think on, like, maybe stuff that they didn't do or, you know, like, positive affirmations about like you're doing great and all that stuff and I've been really lucky in my life and I've done everything I ever wanted to do and I don't really have any regrets on anything I mean I've made some people mad but I, I admit that that's part of me being a punk rocker so there's nothing I just say make sure you have fun like that's the thing like again that's the reason I became the cheerleader because it was fun and that's the yeah. reason I play in bands because it's fun. And that's the reason I go to shows or skate or because I still skateboard. I'm not good at it at all, but I still do it. It's just because it's fun. Like that's just make sure you have all the fun you can get. I know that's not like do you good in school or eat your vegetables or lift all the weights or whatever, but just have fun. Yeah. Uh, I skateboard and it's really fun. Yeah. It's Except when you fall and then it really sucks. Well, yeah. <laughs> Usually it's very fun. Yeah, I agree. I enjoy it. Yeah. So would you like to add anything before we end the podcast? Um, No. Be nice to people. Have lots of fun. And if people aren't nice to you, be really mean to them back. <laughs> okay. So uh, thanks to Bo for joining me today. And thanks to all of you for watching or listening. Please subscribe to my YouTube channel or follow me on Spotify and other streaming platforms. Till next week. Bye.